Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? 1 Kings 19 verse 9 from the New Living Translation. We left Elijah under the broom tree, where he was supernaturally restored physically. God invited Elijah to come deeper with him into the wilderness. This is where we find Elijah now, in a cave on the Mount of God. God asks Elijah, What are you doing here? What if we paused to consider the question ourselves? Is God asking us as well? What are you doing here? Perhaps you'd like to pause this podcast and sit with God in this question for a bit. I did while I was writing this. It was well worth the time. Come on back when you're ready. So let's see how Elijah answered God's question. What are you doing here? 1 Kings 19 verse 10 tells us, Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Elijah is quick to point out that he is zealously serving God. But here's the problem, Lord. Your people are doing all these things wrong. He's shifting blame, just like Adam and Eve did back in the garden. They did it. We do it. Taking accountability is hard. Then Elijah speaks where he's at emotionally. I'm the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. This is where Elijah is. This is why he's here. Maybe Elijah's hoping that God will just fix his problems. Perhaps God will change his circumstances. God listens and then directs Elijah. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. This is from verse 11. We know Elijah will obey. He's been doing it for years now. The Lord loves Elijah and is about to demonstrate his love and who he is in a real and unique experience. We continue reading in 1 Kings 19. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. 
It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. God displays his power in spectacular miracles, in a windstorm, earthquake, and fire like at Mount Carmel. But Elijah knows God, and he knows God is not in the dramatic events. The gentle whisper is where Elijah finds God. Elijah's response is to wrap his cloak around his face and go out to the Lord. We pick up in verse 13. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? God repeats his question. What are you doing here? Elijah repeats his answer word for word. Perhaps his cloak made it difficult to see. It appears that Elijah's perspective has not shifted at all. Even though Elijah's answer is unaffected by his intimate experience with God, God remains faithful. There is no condemnation, only love. He sends Elijah out on a new mission and offers truth to combat the lies Elijah is believing. In 1 Kings 19, verses 14 to 18, the Lord describes to Elijah his next assignments. He is to anoint a new king of Aram, a new king of Israel, and his replacement as prophet. God also promises to preserve 7,000 other faithful followers of his. Elijah has a new purpose to focus on. As he moves forward, he must choose to allow God's word to change him or not. Elijah must choose what he believes, a lie or God's truth. God invites us to have an experience with him. It is our choice to let it change us or not. God is patient and full of grace. He never forces, but honors the free will he gave us. Jesus does the same thing in John chapter 5. At the pool of Bethesda, Jesus approaches a man and asks him, Do you want to be healed? Verse 6 in the English Standard Version. We are active participants in our relationship with our Savior. We have a choice. What will you choose today? Will you allow God's Word to change you? Will you believe God's truth? Do you want to be healed? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your grace is boundless. Your love is endless. Thank you for inviting us into real and unique experiences with you. Let these experiences change us. May our perspective shift toward truth. 
Grant us wisdom to answer the questions you ask us. Lord, we pray for your healing touch upon us in every way we need to be healed. May your love surround us, and may we hear your gentle whisper in our very souls this day. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious, and I appreciate it. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. I'd also like to invite you to check out my recently launched website at hlynnpierce.com. It's one more way I can connect with you. You can claim a copy of my prayer victory for free by subscribing to my twice monthly encouraging email called A Taste of Tranquility. This is to help you step from the swirling winds of life's storms into the eye for a moment and refocus on our anchor, Jesus. I hope to see you there. As always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.